Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Road to an Abundant Author Life. It is Linda Howard, and I brought on my personal assistant and my editor and my bestie all rolled into one, Genevieve Scholl. That's that's your key. No. Uh, <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Normally, you know, I do my little intro alone, but I wanted to bring her on because I'm a hot mess. <laughs> Always a hot mess. It is absolutely 100% fall in Missouri. I'm assuming everywhere else. It is a dark, rainy, gloomy, chilly day, and I'm loving it except my head is not. So I needed Jen on here for all of this today because I know I'm going to forget something. What am I forgetting for my updates, Genevieve? Well, I'm sure your listeners don't know that you have a Facebook group up now for the podcast. Yes, you did get that up for me. The former podcast Facebook group would not let us change the name. So my beautiful Genevieve fixed that for me and gave me a new one. So if you guys want to follow along in that group, we share tips and woes and all the good stuff that comes along with being an author, not just an indie author, an author in general. Yep, so and I have... The, sorry. It's the first place that you're going to see if there's a new episode. So if you want to know first before anybody else, I would suggest joining the group. Yes. And other news that may or may not be coming. <laughs> I like having secrets and, and and teasers and stuff, even though I hate suspense personally, <laughs> but I love doing it to other people. So <laughs> if the sound is different from my other podcasts, I am not in my little sound booth recording this because I have to be near my computer when doing interviews. So if it's a little more hollow, I apologize. So I have some questions for you, Genevieve. Okay, shoot. I wanted to interview you as my, as my author assistant because... I know that it's not in everybody's budget, but I believe that there is someone out there that is for everyone's budget. And I wanted you to let them know, you know, I have questions to let them know why you are so invaluable to me. And feel free to use me as an example as I ask these questions for oh, what I you do for it. me. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I'm i a little bit more um, needy, I think, than a lot of other authors would be <laughs> because of my, my brain issues, my head issues. We have meetings weekly and she still has to remind me of things because my memory, you know, because of the disability is not always the best. So I would be literally lost without Genevieve. So my first question is, what is an author assistant? Well, I mean, it's different for everybody. I know it depends on what the author needs, but essentially it's a secretary that does anything an author needs to stay on track, stay organized, stay productive. Okay. That was kind of vague. <laughs> what, what You do a whole lot. Oh, I yes, mean, you but, literally, but you know, there, there's more questions coming than so there's going to be. Well, more there details. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should, the, the keeping on track thing is the biggest one for me. Um, what kind of services can an assistant provide to save the author time? There's no one group of services. I mean, basically anything that anybody needs but you know some of the general ones are scheduling um you know and to, to use lynn as a example as we said we were going to you know um texting and calling make sure you're staying on track make sure you know you don't need any additional help um you know services like controlling social media <clears throat> excuse me creating a social media schedule 
um and any even you know finding random things out in the world like articles or books or any of that stuff that you might be interested in or you know contests you want to um enter your books into yeah you found resources for me in books that i hadn't even heard about before and send me snapchat or not snapchats uh screenshots of them see I'm a hot mess. That's why this was previously called the hot mess writer's life, but we are not that anymore. Well, yeah. Genevieve actually does my Instagram for me because I forget all the time that I have an Instagram. So <laughs> she tends, she, by the way, you got to send me pictures. Oh yeah, I got to do that. And I send pictures and she does all that and she schedules my day and she does the blocks and then reminds me even things like mailing books out to, you know, a contest winner, things like that, because you know, we writers tend to get so lost either, even if we're working full time, we get so lost in our day and our world. She literally keeps me on track. She has me on a block schedule and then down to, okay, don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do that. But she's also on me about resting. Oh, yeah. So you need to, yeah, you got to find someone that understands. Like with me, I have, you know, these disabilities and this weather is actually extremely oppressive on my head. So I, I, I can foresee some text messages today about resting, but <laughs> this is the kind of weather that really gets the fingers moving. So I don't know how much other than writing I'm going to be able to do today. So I can, I foresee some text messages later about resting. Well, even um, writing, how, you know, I'm going to be texting you and asking for word counts. <laughs> oh, it, this is, this is the weather for me. I don't know what it is, but I think a lot of us are like that with the rainy weather just makes you want to just create. Now, how can an assistant assist and support during the writing process? Well, the biggest thing is, you know, being a listening ear, being somebody that understands the writing process and what authors are like. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's also we can help you brainstorm plots, talk through a block, talk through an outline, um, you know, all sorts of things. Be a source of accountability. Like I said, ask for word counts to make sure you're getting word counts in. You know, not that you have to have a certain word count each day, but, you know, I feel like. If I ask you for a word count, it keeps you accountable and it keeps you writing. Um, you know, I mean, everything. Intr inspiration from Pinterest boards, sending you pictures of hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll never take, take that for granted, ever. <laughs> but as you said, the more important thing, well, I don't know if I'd say more important, but one of the most important things is making sure the author takes breaks and stays hydrated and make sure they eat regular meals, Lynn. <laughs> I knew that was coming. And I, can't, I don't always get hungry and I know I need to eat because I'm hypoglycemic. <laughs> and she's like, have you eaten? I'm going to get up and eat now. And I'll get up and I'll vacuum the floor and sit back down. Damn it. <laughs> Did you eat yet? Damn it. <laughs> and as you so eloquently put it most but pretty much every day is, you know, talking the author off the ledge. Yes. How many times do you think I text you a day, a day about getting stuck on a scene and, and, you know, Genevieve will talk me through it. And sometimes it's just like, well, what about this? And even if it's not even what I'm going with, something in that conversation jogs, oh, what about this? And you roll with it. And sometimes I don't even have to talk. You just talk yourself through it. And I'm talk just sitting through, there listening. Yeah. Yep. We, we both text and call. It just kind of depends on the day. Our meetings are done over the, the computer, like the, what's it called? Zoom. Oh, well, my, yeah. my brain's shut we use, down. We use StreamYard, but basically it's StreamYard, like Zoom. Zoom yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I just want to 
interject a little comment there. Um, we are also best friends, so we yes. tend to talk <laughs> more often than a regular assistant probably would. Um, and so this one thing authors have to realize is that Yes, they're they're your assistant. They're not going to be available twenty four seven. No, they are going to be available, we, you know, as often as you need them. But you have to realize that a you're not their only client, and b they have lives too. So make sure you don't put too much on them. Yeah, most most authors and assistants aren't texting at ten and eleven o'clock at night. No. <laughs> <laughs> we actually became best friends when she was editing my books and then becoming my and now we talk. I mean, she knows everything about my personal life. And if I'm going through something emotional, hey, this is what's going on. Okay, step away from the computer. Lynn, you need to go take a break, go take a walk. Like I I would say she she keeps me healthier than I keep myself. Because she insists <laughs> on my resting. Because you know what? If you don't ca- take care of yourself, you're you're not good to anyone, right? Right, exactly. And you know, we all struggle with taking care of ourselves. You know, it's just a it's a human condition that we don't think about our health as much as we think about getting things done and making money and all this other stuff. So it helps to have a gentle reminder and sometimes a not so gentle reminder. Not so gentle reminder. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's and that's the other thing is you got to really make sure that the person you're working with knows your personality. Jen knows I am not a soft person. I do not have a thin skin. So she has no problems like barking orders at me. I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, think about it. Even when you wake up in the morning, I'm sending you gifts of nagging because I'm like, are you awake yet? Are you awake yet? Yep, are you working yep, yet? Yep. Because <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay. So everybody knows most assistants won't do that. I told her I'm trying to work towards an earlier schedule and I want to start doing X, Y, and Z at these times. So she's kind of keeping me accountable. Like, okay, if my ring, my, my alarm clock hasn't gone off, I don't have text messages yet. And she knows if I don't read the text, that means I'm not up yet. So she's like, come on, get up, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> Time to get going. Got to do this. You got to do that. You know, so yeah, she's, she's keeping me accountable to that. Soon it'll be more than just text messages. Soon I'll be calling you because soon I'll have uh, more time for you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. I'm, I'm hoping to, to Bogart Jen from everybody else soon. I'm hoping to take her on full time. By My goal is by January, but we'll see. I'm working. I'm trying. Now, how can an assistant help with motivation and goal setting? I can answer that one for you if you ain't got the answer. Cause <laughs> I mean, go ahead. And I'll just add to it. <laughs> so I set my goals. This is what I want to do. And Genevieve literally holds me accountable, but again, insists that I rest. So if I want to get 5,000 words done, she'll be content with 4,000, but tomorrow I better do an extra thousand because she knows these are my goals. This is what I want. So she motivates me. You said you wanted to get this book released by this date. We got to get this done. You know, but again, insisting that somebody rests, if your brain's cashed, your book's going to suck. It's going to read as being forced. It's going to come out sloppy. You're going to pay a whole lot more in editing because you're going to miss. <laughs> you're going to miss a whole lot when you're trying to write without your Botox shots. <laughs> Or glasses that, that last, glasses that don't focus. Glasses that don't focus. Or forgetting the glasses that actually do focus. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jen has been through the gamut with me. She Because again, she knows my health issues. So when you're looking for an assistant, make sure you have someone that understands your personality. 
It understands oh, if yes. you have just disabilities and your lifestyle and don't just go with anybody, you know, you yeah. vet them, you know, and, and this is something I'll touch on a little bit later, but even give them some homework to see if it's the right fit, you know, give them say, you know, this is what I need. Can you give me a, you know, a hypothetical schedule or, you know, stuff like that. And also to just add to your question about motivation and goal setting, time blocking. I swear yes. by time blocking. And it's not, you know, I have to do this, this hour or anything like that. It's blocks of your day because it, a lot of people don't realize this, but human beings have certain times of the day that they're more focused on certain things. Like you, yeah. for example, Lynn, you have seven blocks. You have a block for, <clears throat> excuse me, getting ready, a block for nonfiction work, a block for movement, which is usually the gym, but just movement in general. Yeah. Um, podcast, other work that I won't mention, uh, slash admin <laughs> tasks, writing fiction and rest. Those are your blocks, but they're not hour by hour. It's just that, you know, it took us some time, time to figure day, out. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, we figured out that working on my nonfiction seems to be easier in the morning, but after, and when she says movement because of my disability, I have to be mobile or my brain doesn't settle. I have been going to the gym. I got out of bed this morning, put my gym clothes on and literally I'm like swaying and running into walls. I'm at the end of my Botox shots and it's a really, really bad day for my head. So you know what? Today I'll just do some stretching. You know, maybe I'll do a little housework. That'll get my brain jostled but we have figured out through the past what year now just Ish. over a year yeah <clears throat> that I do my best nonfiction work in the morning whereas it used to be 10 o'clock in the morning I sat down to the laptop I'd start writing something has shifted in the time and now my best fiction work is coming after two and three o'clock so we've we've had to reschedule this a few times and and work around it and then you know again because of this the you know I've told you guys the coaching business that I am building I have to add some more time to my day. So I'm getting up earlier. So now the gym is the first thing instead of, you know, right then the gym, because listen, y'all, I don't know about you, but once I get sitting down and doing something, the last thing I want to do is go to the gym. So I roll out of bed, go to the gym first thing. You're not actually entirely right about that, but okay. Which part? <laughs> What I about? Your new schedule, your new blocking, you're doing your nonfiction, then going to the gym. <laughs> oh, I've, I switched it. Mm -hmm. I've been, cause if I, if I sit down, so I, I've been going to the gym and then working on the nonfiction. Oh, see, well, see, there you go. There's another adjustment to the blocking. Yeah. It's, it's waking my brain up going and, and working out. Having said that, it's been one day. So <laughs> I well, was rolling out of bed, working on the nonfiction while I'm drinking coffee and then working out. But yeah, we just switched it yesterday. So we'll see if that sticks. Well, you so know for what? now, keep it as is. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, I'll, I'll change it right now while we're talking, but you want to no, keep it as is? We'll keep it, leave as, it as is. Leave it as is. My issue, people, is I have a conversation with my mother every morning. I wake her up at nine o'clock because she's retired and that's just what time we do it. I need to get the nonfiction out before I have a conversation with anyone else because then my brain gets flooded with other information. I don't watch the news. I don't watch TV, no music, nothing when I'm working on the nonfiction. It has to be a blank canvas. We, we can be on this one all day. <clears throat> Obviously, you have a lot more than, you know, some authors will because there's mm -hmm. a lot more than just writing and stuff that you do. Um 
but even, you know, like personal life and appointments and stuff, I, you know, we mm-hmm. have, a, we actually have a Google calendar we share where we put all your doctor's appointments and things yep. in so that you don't forget. It, it actually mm-hmm. alerts me on my phone. One of them actually didn't. It was weird, but yeah, and it, it's a different assistants are going to use different methods, but this is the one that we use and that works best for us. So I will text her if I'm out somewhere, you know, I, I don't drive, so I'm not texting and driving. I'll text her, Hey, I'm going here on this date. And she'll put it in my calendar because I will forget. Even if I put it in my phone, I will forget. So she knows even shopping with my mom. She knows what days I'm doing that. But again, you know, you might have a full-time job and you have to pick up your kid from daycare and your kids have these sports, but you still want to get the writing in. A good assistant can help you schedule that. A good, you know, I don't want to say a good assistant, but assistant who is good at scheduling can help you with those blocks so that you can still get your writing time in. And that's a good point to bring up is that not every assistant is going to be able to do scheduling or, you know, each assistant is going to have different tasks that they're able to do. I just happen to be very good at scheduling because I'm a very organized person and I've also worked as basically secretary, although my official title was paralegal, but... (laughs) Excuse me, secretary is outdated. (laughs) paralegal. Uh, now, how do you schedule your authors? Well, I mean, okay. You can so, use me as an example and then anybody else you're working with. I mean, this, this is kind of a two part question. So I've, I've mentioned time blocking. Um, and that's what I use to schedule, you know, it, it's, it's going to be different for each client because some people might not be able to do the time blocking. Some people might need the hour by hour or like, you know, they, they work five days a week and then they have two days that they need to schedule writing in, you know, it's going to be different. Um, but for me, I really feel time blocking is a huge thing and it's, it's more complex than a simple to-do list. Um, which is good because we tend to ignore those. Um, but you know, not as intimidating, intimidating if I can speak today, um, as having like every hour of your day scheduled. Um, so, but I'm not going to go into too much detail about that because we've really kind of talked about it. Um, but uh, how I, what I use to schedule people, like I said, Google Calendar, um, but there's also programs like Notion or Note where you can both be signed in and share, you know, to-do lists, um, files that you want to share, images. They're, they're very flexible programs and I highly recommend both. Um, Notion's I a love, bit, I love Notion. Yeah. Notion's a little bit more simple than Milanote because Milanote is more like a bullet journal or like a bulletin board where you, you, know, you move things around and, um, make like collages of your day and stuff. Whereas Notion's more just lists and notes and, you know, it's more straightforward, which is probably something you should start with. And then if you feel you need something more, then you can move on to Milanote. I like the notion because I like checking off when I get something done. There's something so satisfying about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at your day yesterday. You were you Ooh, were killing it yesterday. Yeah. I was on fire. She's she's sending me text messages as she's seeing them clicked off. You go, girl. <laughs> and just one other mention. Sorry to interrupt you. Right. Um, so you're the last block of your day is a relax block. Yes. And I think that's really important to have that um, because even if you have it at a time that you're going to stop working, if you don't have that specific block for relaxing, 
you're going to, you're more often than not, you're going to go past that end time of working and you're going to get burnt out or, you know, frustrated. And then it's just not going to be a good day if that happens. Well, I was catching myself at night, you know, I would get done writing and I'd go downstairs with my husband. My husband's a vampire. I've mentioned this before. So our living room is in the basement where it's dark. Um, I would catch myself bringing a notebook and research stuff and still writing you know, working on stuff while I was downstairs, supposed to be relaxing. Since I've taken your advice and use that time to literally just, I stretch out on the couch, all the animals climb on top of me. I might do those little color book things on my phone. We've been binging blacklist. I feel more ready for bed. So it's dark in my basement. I do not turn on any lights. Like we have um, sensey things in our room and they're red. So because I'm going from a dark room into like a dark room with warm light, I'm ready to go to sleep at night. So I'm waking up far more refreshed because I didn't work and work and work and work and work and then go to bed with my brain still going. Yeah. Your I've brain let myself... and your body both need that time off. Yes. And when I say relax, it's whatever relaxing looks like to yeah. each person. Because for you, you know, it's going down and no lights and watching TV and, yeah. you know, but for me, it might be reading a book or, um, you know, playing with the cat or, you know, relaxing is different for each person. But as long as you're relaxing and not working and not doing anything stressful, then it counts. And when I say you that, said, I mean, even you said you said not working, but you like pronounced your T and it said sound like not twerking. <laughs> um, but, you know, and when I say, you know relaxing and not stressful even housework can get stressful so don't do your housework when you're supposed to be relaxing yeah i have that that's in my my schedule too like i have these blocks that you know this is what this time is for and a lot of times i do small housework when i'm doing my movement because i couldn't get to the gym because of my head or whatever the situation is so that's my my movement stretch i'll get up and vacuum i'll get up and do some laundry or whatever it is that's movement i'm moving yeah, that's I'm why getting I labeled up, it movement instead movement, of gym. Yeah. Because yeah, we you, used to have it gym, and then yeah. it's because I can't always drive. If the gym's one minute and thirty two seconds away, and even that sometimes is too much for my body. And and again, because we have built this relationship, you're probably not going to be texting your assistant at eleven o'clock at night. But she and I have built a sisterhood over the past few years working together. So. She she's on me sometimes. If like when I had COVID, remember I was trying to work. You're like, will you go lay down? Yep. <laughs> go, but I do. No, you don't. Go lay down. You have to give yourself <laughs> that time because if you don't, it's just going to be worse. Yeah, it just you can't get anything done if you just keep getting sicker and sicker, and especially with my stupid head. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a kid's stupid head. Well, and the movement. Um, Thing I think is for everybody for movement because oh, yeah. even if you're not somebody who like wants to exercise or anything, you have to realize that as an author, you are sitting in a chair with yes. your hands on a keyboard for hours on end. And I mean, even if it's an hour, you need to realize that you need for your body and your mind, you need to get up, you need to move, even if it's as simple as standing up and stretching. You know, my husband sits at a desk at his job and they were advised at least 10 minutes an hour to get up, to stretch, to walk around, go get a cup of coffee, just whatever, because Good. blood clots, locking up your muscles, your back will hurt. And then think about the way we sit. I have, I bought a riser for my laptop because that's, I'm kind of like those sports fans that don't wash jerseys. I have worked on a laptop to write for so many years. Even though I have an ergonomic keyboard, 
I won't go to a monitor. I just, this is how I work. So I bought a riser because the way we sit, our necks are like crooked, you know, and we're like reshaping our spines. Yeah, You got to get up and move. It's not just your neck either. You know, with your hands on the keyboard, you're straining Mm -hmm. your shoulders. And as you've seen on a popular meme that goes around Facebook at least once a year, you don't realize that you are tensing when you're writing or when you're working Mm -hmm. even. Your shoulders are tense. Your neck is tense. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even your jaw could be clenched and you wouldn't even know it. And oh, I, as I somebody know who suffers from headaches, please unclench your jaw. Like right now, right. as you're listening to this, please unclench your jaw. Well, and my, my chiropractor actually had me set 15-minute timers on my computer because I started noticing that even though I'm starting sitting up with my shoulders back, I gradually start hunching forward. And so that timer goes off. Oh, and I readjust. Yep. And now it's like, it's become just unconscious to, to check my, my posture every once in a while. Because my, you know, again, like you said, I have headaches too. And then my neck's jacked up from an injury in my twenties. And guys, we get carpal tunnel. We get, you know, all kinds of issues from sitting at desks and I'll working a, even. Sorry, a little insider tip here. And this you know, it, it might, it's not going to be for everybody, but I highly recommend if you're able to get a cat because you will never <laughs> slouch again <laughs> because it's hard to slouch when there's a cat in front of your keyboard <laughs> or get a dog that needs to go outside. Yeah. Cause you know, my old girls are constant, not today it's raining. They won't go outside much today, but you know, you got to keep getting up when you have pets. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband doesn't know this yet. He's going to find out when it's here. I might be getting a bearded dragon. Mm. My, my best friend too. I know my best friend's daughter t- uh, texted me yesterday. Said her friend's going away to college and needs to rehome her beardy, and it's coming with the tank. And my thing is, if she wants it back when she gets out, she can have them back. But I don't know if you know that I had a reptile rescue at one point. So I love love lizards. Oh, yeah. I used, my nickname was the Lizard Lady for, for even at the vet. I remember your your Christmas tree lizard. Yeah, my bubba. I miss him so bad. I don't suggest most people get reptiles because it's a lot of care, but Mm, um, that's not that's so not for me. (laughs) Oh, I love I love them so much. But yeah, so I'm gonna have another pet. So I've got my my cat inside, my cat outside, the dogs that wanna get out. So even on the days that maybe I don't feel well enough to get up and move around, they're gonna keep me going. You know, there's days, guys, that I can't do anything. And Jen knows that I'm on the couch today, you know, like, but I bring books with me, you know, research books just for fun books. There's always something you can do as long yes. as you're, I mean, not if you have COVID, obviously you need to rest. Just not if you relax. Have the flu, yeah. You need to rest. But, you know, if you're, if your back is out and you can't get off the couch, scroll Facebook, do some research on, you Mm -hmm. know, ways you can get your book out there or, you know, watch some YouTube videos on ways you can improve your writing or, you know, there's always something you can do that is technically working, technically writing, but it's not always just sitting in front of a computer with your hands on the keyboard. Well, and that's something else that you help me with too, is when I'm not feeling well enough and I'm on the couch, well, have you finished this book? Did you see this article? Did you watch this video? Mm-hmm. You know, she'll send me YouTube channels that I hadn't found before that I end up loving. So or, you build you know, a relationship with your, your assistant. Something as simple as us just having a conversation and we can all of a sudden start talking about, well, what if we did this? Or mm-hmm. maybe this is a good way to change this. And then as I've always said, have a bullet journal because if you have notes or things that you think of, you need to write it down because if you don't, you will forget. I don't care yes. how good your memory is, you will forget, especially and if I you're do. not feeling good. 
That's well, that's why I send you so much too. Cause if I don't have something, I use my notes on my phone a lot, but sometimes I just, I can't even focus on my phone. You know, it's, so I text you, I use the voice to text. Mm-hmm. Now, how can an author find an assistant? Well, there's multiple ways. I mean, obviously social media, you know, things like Fiverr, you know, there's, there's multiple ways you can find them, but I'm going to tell you, make sure you do your homework. Don't just hire the first one you come across, talk to them, tell them about how you work. Like I said before, give them homework, give them a trial run. You know, maybe you don't pay them right away and say, well, let's hypothesize. What could you do for me? And then you realize you're a good fit. Um, But most importantly, make sure you vibe together. And what I mean by this is you can't have someone basically running your entire life who doesn't understand who you are and how you work. So make sure that you both not necessarily are identical in the way you do things, but make sure that the way you do things and the people you are are working together rather than separately. Yes. Yeah. The vibing together is key. Yes, absolutely key. Um, I heard a story on another podcast and I think that podcast ended. She had, I want to say it was her housekeeper. I might be lying to you there, but she loved this person. They got along so well. So she hired this person as her assistant, but ended up having to train her on the author world. As great as that sounds to bring on your sister, your best friend, whoever, if they're not in marketing, if they're not in, you know, the author world, something like that, you might end up spending a whole lot more time training that person than it ends up being worth paying them. I have not had to train Jen to do anything. She just, she hit the ground running. But hit also don't running. be afraid to take a chance on a newbie because yeah, yeah. you never know, you know, and um Some people are able to, and I'm going to kind of touch on this in a a later question, but some people are able to do their homework and train themselves to know this stuff. And and the more that you're in the business, the more you're going to realize what needs to be done. You know, it's going to be a lot easier once they're in. And so don't be afraid to, you know, give a newbie a chance. But if your schedule and your um, tasks that for your personal assistant are much more complex I would say make sure you go with somebody that has experience. If it's simple, feel free to give a newbie a chance or a friend or, you know, like you said, a relative. The only thing I'm going to warn you against with friends and relatives is make sure you keep them accountable because they can tend to say, well, you know, she's my sister. She's not going to worry if I don't get this done right away or I don't, you know, and Lynn and I are friends, but we became friends from a professional setting rather than the other way around. Right. Through working. I think I called you crying one day. That's how we like started off. I was like, I just needed to talk to somebody that understood the frustration I was going through at that time. And it just, yeah, we both started out author friends and then I hired you as an editor and she, my sister, (laughs) I have another sister now. And one of these days we're actually going to be in the same state together. Oh yeah. It's coming. Yeah. It's the, the hiring. I always use the example of working with me for me, business is business and personal is personal. So like I ran a housekeeping company. I I had had my mom come with me. I'd had um, my brother come with me on a huge uh, post-construction job. When we're working, we're working. You're doing your job. When we're done, we can play. I've had to fire friends from that job before because they weren't doing what I told them to do or they weren't doing it up to par. If you guys can hear that in the background, I apologize. I have a very odd cat. He's pulling his water bowl. 
I I find it. I find it all the way across the kitchen. I have found it by the back door. I have found it in the dining room. I tried the water fountain and it wasn't that. So I don't know what his deal is. So if you guys hear that, I'm sorry. (laughs) But yeah, it's your friend can be your friend and your assistant, but make sure, like she said, they're not going to go, oh, well, what's she going to do? Fire me? Oh, yes, I will. Mm -hmm. I will fire you. And then that's just going (laughs) to add awkwardness to the relationship that you don't need. So. Yeah, I've worked for my best friend. She's owned a business for 20-something years. And when we were at work, she's my boss. She's not my best friend. So I did my best work. But that's how I was raised. Work is work, home is home. You don't you don't bring one into the other, you know. Um, now, what kind of questions should an author ask an assistant when deciding if they would work well together? There's a lot of different things. But my biggest advice is to the first thing to ask is how much time can they devote to you as a client? As we've said, you know, not everybody's going to be as available as I am to you. And some assistants are not going to be available even five days a week. You need to know how much time and attention they can give you as a client. Well, I think not everybody is going to need as much attention as I need either because I don't have you know, memory right. issues and stuff. And that's why but, I say that that's the first yeah. question you should ask because they, yeah. you need to know that this person is going to be able to give you the attention that you need in an assistant. Right. Um, and then obviously ask them about their experience, ask them how much they would charge, you know, all the obvious questions. Um, ask them anything. Honestly, there's no such thing as too many questions and there's no such thing as a stupid question. So ask them anything that comes to mind because the more you know about the person that is your assistant, the more you're going to know whether you're going to vibe. Yeah. 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 Like I don't think most assistants would ever want to take me on. <laughs> Well, you know, the vibing is one thing, but as much as much as I help as I need, I'm going to go ahead and announce it now. Genevieve is coming along with me on the um, coaching business and she will be my scheduler. So if you're needing that service, she is amazing. Capital U-H, amazing on the scheduling. And I would literally be lost without her doing this for me. I would be absolutely lost if it were not for Genevieve. How often have you reminded me of things that were on my schedule? Yeah. How often have I reminded you of things that you've told me and then completely forgot afterward? Yeah. We'll have meetings and I take notes. I've I've actually, by the way, I've dedicated a notebook specifically for our our, our meetings now. Um, But even though I take notes, (laughs) are you clapping? Yeah. It's it's a specific notebook that's with my bullet journal because my bullet journal is for business that you sent me because you were determined that I was going to use it. And yeah. I do now. Um, I would be so lost without her scheduling. So this will be a service that will be offered. She is coming on with me as part of that. So if you guys need that, let me know. But yeah, you, what? How much you know? Time can you dedicate? And you need before you even talk to an assistant to decide how much you need. How much assistance do you actually need? Most people are not going to be like me. They're not going to be as frazzle-brained, and maybe you will be. But I have actual disabilities that affect my memory and affect my focus. And we've kind of learned not to have big meetings at the end of my my shot rounds which is coming up. Thank God. that's why we have changed to weekly meetings rather than quarterly. Yes. And again, that, that that might not be something you need, but it's something that I need. And she's aware of that. And I pay her accordingly. Yeah. And what kind of, sorry, just to add to this. um, And you've seen this a little bit too, Lynn, because we have 
constantly changed things and evolved things. But a lot of times, you know, like you said, the author has to be prepared. And yes, they do. But a lot of times you may not actually know what you need. Like you might say, well, I need somebody to handle my social media. But is that all you need? Or is it that you need scheduling so that you can also handle your social, your social media? You right. Know, make a lot time of times for it. the author right. will say, oh, I need, you know, somebody to keep me accountable. Do you actually need somebody to keep you accountable or do you need a schedule? You know? That's actually a really good point. Yeah. I always forget that I have the Instagram. That's why I just hear it's yours. <laughs> I forget I even have it half the time. Yeah. She's the one that taught me into coming back to YouTube too. So y'all can thank her for that. Well, and there, there's <laughs> another thing, you know, you might not be focusing on what you actually need. You're just focusing on what you believe you need. You, when we first started this, I didn't do anything with your Instagram, but nope. as we talked, you realized, well, maybe I'm not posting enough on my Instagram and maybe I could use a little help. Yep. Yep. And again, I, I always forget about it. And even though Thursdays, I know Thursdays are the day that I post, you still have to remind me. It's on my schedule. Yep. You it's still have right to remind me. It's on your to-do list for Thursdays. Yep. And that's yep. the other thing. We do weekly to-do lists, quarterly to-do lists, daily to-do lists, because as you've said multiple times, just in this episode, you need a lot of help yes. to stay focused because of your mental or your mental medical stuff. Well, it is, it is mental too, you know. <laughs> I knew what I meant. Yeah. I knew what you meant, funny enough. <laughs> but yeah, most, most people probably won't need as in depth, but again, find out before you even call, uh, you know, these assistants, how much do you need? Yeah. And, and then they, like she said, they, she can help you figure out, is it really that, or is it actually this? Yeah. Because even if you think you're pretty organized and you don't need a schedule, something is still holding, holding you back from reaching your full potential as an author, as a business owner. And you might not be able to identify what that is because you're in the middle of it. You may need outside opinion. If I remember right, when we started this out, I had you just helping me with the social media and then- I'd be like, what was I supposed to do today? And that's when all that, you started, like, we started different schedules. We tried the hour to hour. It doesn't work for me. The blocks work for me perfectly. And then we've we've morphed it over time. Mm-hmm. I no longer work on my fiction during the day. I work on it at night now. Yeah. You and know? you started, when we started the time blocking, I think you only started with three blocks and now we're up to yeah. seven. So yeah. Well, and we're increasing the workload too, but yeah. Well, like I said, yeah. not every author is going to have the same demands no, that you right. have. Not everybody is going to be writing a nonfiction and a fiction at the same time. Not everybody right. has, you know, somebody that a family member that they watch during the day or stuff like that. Right. So yeah. And, and a lot of people are not full-time authors either. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I can't actually drive to work and the government doesn't care that I'm disabled. Ooh, my neurologist was mad. Did I tell you that? No. When I told him that I try to get disability because I cannot drive to work. And so, okay, well, he put that note in there and I just went hardcore at the at the writing instead. And so now I'm making an income doing that since government doesn't want to help me. If I could have gotten disability, that meant I could have gotten um, transportation. So I could have gotten a job. So he was I mad gotten, when you told him that? Yeah, he was so mad that they pretty much disregarded me because if I could have gotten them to help me, I could have gotten transportation to an, and it would have been short distances, but I could have gotten a job. But then you got to look at the flip side. Like today, I can barely walk straight. I'm like running into walls today. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm so close to being done with the shots and then the weather and it's- Well, so you it's, know, the money would have been nice, but maybe it's a blessing uh, in disguise because yeah, you have gone- disguise. 
as as intense as we are going right now if yeah. that hadn't happened? It, it, it lit a fire. It did. It lit, lit a fire. He still has that note in my file, but it lit a fire. And it's like, I feel like I want to help other authors that are more like me. There are so many disabled, disabled authors out there. One of my best friends, uh, Eddie Hancock, um, he's disabled. He's got spina bifida and he's a full-time author too. We talk about it all the time about being a disabled writer is like almost a whole different world. You know, yeah, just uh, not to change subject, but his thought of something, you know how you were saying that, um, we're friends and we talk all the time and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think my personal life people have gotten kind of sick of hearing your name. <laughs> That's, do you know, what's funny is when my text goes off, my mom goes, is that Jen? <laughs> the reason I bring that up is because I just got a text and, oh, I had to respond and say, oh, we're recording something with Lynn. And they're like, oh, okay. What else is new? <laughs> Yeah, my mom knows if I'm doing my meetings or if, if like we're out shopping and, and the text goes off. Is that Jen? Because <laughs> we text throughout the day. Did you do this? Don't forget about that. <laughs> or hi, mom. You know, we will <laughs> say hi to each other's moms and besties. And we live states, states apart. She's on the East Coast. I'm in the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, what kind of questions do you ask an author to see if you'd be a good fit? Okay. So when you prepared me for this question, I racked my brain for hours trying to think of something. And I realized I don't ask questions. I listen. Really? No, I don't ask questions. I listen to what the author has to tell me because while I might be quote unquote bossing you around, technically you're my boss. So you're the one telling me what I'm needing to do. Yes. I help by suggesting things and again, bossing you around, but it's your career. You need to tell me what you need or at least a starting point of what you need for us to get going. Um, And then in addition to listening, I do my research. So one of the things that I think a lot of people don't do when they work with authors is research the author. Go and see the other books they have published, the ways that they're within the book community. Um, You know, visit their Facebook page, Uh, you know, whatever it is that you have to do to research the author you're going to be working with. That's just going to cement the relationship between the two of you even more because you're going to know that author individually, not just as somebody who writes books. So is there any type of author that you would not prefer to work with? Um, that's an interesting question. No, I don't think so. Um, if it involves, and this is more just because I am not in a position to do this, but if it involves a ton of travel or, um, you know, public appearances where you have to go like all over the the, the earth, then probably not going to be for me because I'm not in a position where I'm able to do that. I'm not able to, well, fi- financially, yes, but then, you know, it, some authors will pay for that. But also emotionally and mentally, I'm not able to necessarily 
just fly to France. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a, I, I would love to travel, but my, because of my anxieties and the head mm-hmm. issues and as much as I'd love to go to some of these conventions and be a key speaker and stuff, I, I can't get on a plane. So well, <laughs> not just it, mentally, it, I physically cannot fly. That's one of the things we're going to be working on next year is mm-hmm. getting me to a place where I can come and be your driver, essentially, if you need to go somewhere. Oh, um, that'd be so great. But I also feel that I'm more productive in my own space and also authors are more productive in their own space. Yeah. So I honestly, if you're going to need an assistant for things like traveling to book fairs or, you know, speaking, you know, places where you're speaking and you have to have them basically run the whole thing, you might want to have two different assistants or you might want to actually look into not just a personal assistant, but an actual like secretary assistant. I think, you know, PA person, like, you know, public relations. Jen is more my VA, my virtual assistant. So she's an author assistant. A personal assistant would be the person that would travel with you and be there next to you and be in your house. Jen is my VA. I don't know that I would want a PA, that I would want somebody in my space all the time. Because there's times where I got to get up and walk around or go sit at the table and eat. I don't want somebody sitting there looking at me. Well, the reason that, (laughs) the reason I say personal assistant with you is because I do more than just, you know, your author stuff and your social media and stuff. Virtual assistants tend to do mostly just, you know, posting on social media or, you know, helping you get a new release out, stuff like that. Whereas yeah. personal assistants will be more involved and I am definitely more involved in your life. Yeah, so you're, you're my virtual personal assistant. But I, I am not your public relations manager or anything no, like that. No. So she, she schedules my professional and my personal life, but it is, I do need more intensive because of my disabilities mm-hmm. and my memory issues. Yeah, public sounds relations, like I have dementia. I don't. <laughs> public relations, a manager would be more helping you find signings and right. speaking opportunities and making sure that your travel plans are all set up and nothing, you know, everything goes smoothly. That's not an assistant. That's more public relations. Right. Right. And there's nothing wrong with hiring that as well. If, if you right. have the means. Just, I, I suggest it being somebody different than your personal assistant. Yeah. I, do, I, since I don't travel, I don't worry about things like that. You know, I don't, I go to one um, I'm trying to put myself out there more next year, but I go to one show a year and it's three hours away. And they actually, um, the location that has been at the past 10 years has not, um, renewed the contract. Yeah. So I now saw that Facebook wait. post. Yeah. I hope they can find, find somewhere. Out. I have no doubts that I was at the very first one and it was in this tiny little, like, um, chamber of commerce building. And now it's expanded to a full, like the entire mall mm. is filled. Cause you know, most malls now have a lot of empty stores and stuff. Yeah. So there's, I mean, all the rooms are filled and they had a, um, a zombie escape room. And so it's, it's expanded dramatically expanded. You know, they bring in some, I don't want to say B list and C list, uh, actors, but you know, some of the, the smaller actors, they can't obviously afford to bring in like Marvel characters or anything like that. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm hoping guys next year in 2023, I'm hoping to get out there more, but I'm not promising between the schedule and my health issues. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how next year goes. It'll still probably be within driving distance for someone to date me though. I thought My we husband's were supposed already... to be manifesting here. Well, 
I, but I have to be realistic with the health too. Yeah, I know. But still yeah. manifesting that I'm going to get into a position where I can come and be your driver and yes. we, can, you, we can get you out there. Oh, that'd be so. My, Mike has, because uh, I go to so many car shows with him, he has has promised me that he will take me to at least a couple. Um, but I, I would like to do some local things too. Since the books are based out of my town, I would like to do some local things too, you know? Yeah. And a I little, know you have- A sweet little town. I know you have- Amanda and everything too, but uh, I feel like it would be a lot easier being that I'm somebody in that world, right? For me to come and and do it for you because, and then like I, we can I can make sure because you know you saw but when you were getting ready for Silcon, you you know we had to make sure you had books and bookmarks yeah. and you know I can I can actually come and like count your books and make sure you have everything, make sure you've packed every single one of the titles, you know, because you have a lot of titles, so. Yeah, I do. And there would be more next year. Yeah. How many times do you think you were on me about counting my inventory afterwards? I kept forgetting. For like two weeks. <laughs> so I am so glad I had you on here today, girlfriend. This is, you know, I've, I've had people ask me before, like, what, what do you, what does your assistant do? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just bringing her on. <laughs> and now, and again, most of you will not need as much attention as intensive as an assistant as I do, but I wanted her to tell you guys the things that, that assistants can do to make your life easier, to make your writing life easier. You know, if you have a full-time job, if you have kids that you need to take care of, she can help you with those blocks. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that I do for you is actually, I started doing them. It yeah. wasn't something you asked for me to do. It was, you know, through the course of helping you, we realized that it's a need. So I started yeah. doing it. You found the need that was there and, and filled that hole for me. And that sounded weird, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and this to, is what happens when you talk to romance authors, where our brains go. <laughs> to give kind of an interesting ending here. Now that we've done it, I'm going to go into Notion, into your to-do list for today and hit record podcast. Check. <laughs> Check. It's my favorite part. Check. And then when it's all done, I love a full day that has all been checked off. I hate when there's anything left off there. I love the full day check. And that's just a little something extra to, to include is that we can both go in and hit the check mark so that if yes. you're getting things done, but you're forgetting to go into Notion and hit check, I can just check it off for you so that you, you don't make sure your list is complete, you know? Well, and just to show how, how intensive my needs are, we I have actually given her full access to my OneDrive. Um, she has full access to my YouTube channel. She has full access to my podcast channel. I have I mean, all I have your given, passwords. Yes, all <laughs> my passwords. That's And you may not get to the point where you trust your assistant to do that, but that is what makes it easier for me that if she catches a typo on, say, my podcast description, she changes it for me and I don't mm -hmm. have to worry about it. Yep. Because if I'm if I'm knee deep in a scene, and I, that is brought to my attention, I'm sucked out of that scene. And well, sometimes it can take a minute to get back in. So she also, just fixes it. Little tiny things like that can add up, and it can yes. cause frustration. So if you if somebody else is able to do it for you, just with the click of a mouse or whatever, then it's a lot easier, and it doesn't make it look like you have more stuff you can do than you can handle. Right. Yeah, I would, before you find an assistant, definitely sit down, figure out your budget, figure out your needs. Um, and like she said, sometimes there's a need that you may not realize you have. Um, and a good assistant can help you fill that need that you did not even realize was a need. And they might help you realize, no, you don't need that. You need a better schedule. 
You know, you don't need a book marketer. You need to take this class, you know, things like that. That's, that's where Genevieve has really stepped up my game. Yeah. Cause it helped me turn this into a full business. We even, I mean, you've got nonfiction, fiction, schoolwork, podcast, business, admin tasks. It's all on your schedule, all on your time blocking. YouTube channel. Yeah. There's. Yeah. If I did not have the schedule, something is going to fall to the wayside. And something will always fall to the wayside. For example, your block five ends at two o'clock, but your block six doesn't start till two 30 because you got to pick up your family member from the bus stop. Yep. So that's all included. And again, you may not need that or you might. So before you seek out an assistant like my beautiful Jen, make sure you know what your needs are and your budget and then have a real conversation and someone like Jen can say, no, 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 you don't actually need, you know, help with your social media. Your schedule is different. You're just putting this in the wrong place. You can do that yourself. Yes. Or you know what? That's, that's something you don't need to bother with. I'll post that. And any assistant that tells you that you need to be on every social media is not the assistant for you because you do not need to be on every social media out there. Yeah. And to make sure you take the time to talk to the person that you might hire and not just tell them what you need. Because yes. as Lynn just mentioned, it's an, a real conversation that's going to actually get you the assistant you need. And, um, and the services gonna, you need. Yeah. And the service. I was going to say something else. What was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, while I am booked up for clients at the moment, if anybody has questions about finding an assistant or anything, feel free to email Lynn and she'll forward it to me. And that's AbundantAuthorLife at Yahoo.com. And I'm pretty sure you actually have the password to that too. Yes, I do. <laughs> we actually have a file in that with all the passwords. Yeah, in Notion. I will, yeah, I, I forget my passwords too. So she helps me keep track of that too. I write them down and then I lose it. I lose the paper. Yeah. So this way we have one place. My passwords are there. If I forget a password, she can help me out. It's right there, you know, but you may not trust your assistant that much. You may not get that detailed with your assistant, but I'm telling y'all, it makes life so much easier. You have anything else you want to add before we end this, my beautiful Jen? Um, I don't think so. Just uh, any questions anybody has, I will be happy to answer them. And, you know, check out Lynn's YouTube because there will be more information. Yeah, I think I might do a vlog this week. <gasps> so people can see me following the notion, oh, following my schedule. <laughs> yeah, I want to see proof. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to be watching it and be like, oh, I'm so proud. <laughs> she, she sends me gifts and stuff. Yeah, I'm so proud when I when I fill everything out. But again, if you have any questions for her or me, it's AbundantAuthorLife at Yahoo.com. Make sure you check out the Facebook group and it's Road to an Abundant Author Life. Just Road to an Abundant Author Life. You can find me or you can always just find me on YouTube, Lynn Howard. I'm on TikTok. I'm everywhere. You can stop me anywhere. I'm easy to find. Yeah. And I'm just a normal weirdo person. I talk back. And here's one little last little note from your personal assistant on this episode. Make sure you put those links in the show notes. <sighs> <laughs> and that's why I have you. I forget. <laughs> I remember to put other people's links. Isn't that weird? 
I always remember to put other people, if I find something that I quote, I remember to put that in there. <laughs> I just always forget my own. All right, y'all. This was a longer podcast than normal. So I will see you next week. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road to an Abundant Author Life, feel free to leave a review on whatever outlet you listen from. Click the subscribe button. And if you have any questions, email me at AbundantAuthorLife at Yahoo.com.